0: Would you pray with me, please? O oh God, in the mystery of your incarnational love, open our hearts on this holy night, that we might make room for the dear Christ to enter in. Amen. So I had never noticed that they were standing on the ground, the, the angels. I mean, I'd always pictured the shepherds standing there, unsure whether to stare or bow down as the angels filled the night sky. But there it is in the text an angel of the Lord stood before them. And there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace. I mean, I suppose it's possible a few of the shorter ones in the back rose up just to get a good look at the shepherds. But if you go strictly by the story, you'd have to conclude that this angelic army was on the ground. And maybe that's how it should be. If you're going to proclaim peace on earth... Perhaps you should have to be standing on it when you do. Keep your heavenly toes in touch with the suffering and the struggle that we go through down here. Yes, it was probably best that they were standing on the ground that night, ground that had its own history of blood and tears. Jesus, you may know, was born in a time they called the Pax Romana, the Roman peace. It was a roughly 200-year period of relatively less violence than the brutality before it and after it. But to be clear, the Pax Romana was far from peaceful. Jesus and his Jewish brothers and sisters lived under constant threat and intimidation. Growing up, he would have witnessed crucified bodies left on their crosses by the side of the road. Roman warnings not to challenge the peace. But real peace is not the absence of violence. Real peace... The peace, the angels proclaimed to the shepherds is not the Pax Romana, but the Pax Dei, the peace of God. And as Christians, there are a number of things we believe about the Pax Dei. First, we believe it is coming. We may not know how or when or in what way. But we keep watch with Isaiah waiting and working for the day when the swords will be turned to plowshares and the spears to pruning hooks. And nation shall not raise up sword against nation. And not only do we trust that that day is coming, we believe it has already begun. For we believe that in Christ and through Christ, The peace of God has been born and is being born into this world. And for those who have eyes to see, there are glimpses of it all around us. And we believe those glimpses can come in the most unlikely of places. It was December 1914. World War I had been raging for five months with its machine guns and poison gas and other new weaponry. As Christmas approached, the Roman Pope, Pope Benedict, implored the battling countries to honor a truce, asking that the guns may fall silent at least upon the night that the angels sang. But the generals on both sides said no, the fighting would continue. And so on Christmas Eve, soldiers sat huddled in muddy, freezing trenches on both sides with orders to kill. And that is when something happened that if it were not attested to in multiple diaries and retellings by these soldiers after the war would be hard to believe. All along the western front, little pockets of peace broke out. One soldier on the British side described sitting in the dark and hearing the faint sound of singing coming from the Germans. The words, he said, were unfamiliar, but he knew the tune. The Germans were singing, "Stille Nacht," silent night. Can you imagine hearing Silent Night in a foreign language when you are freezing cold and wishing more than anything you were home with your family at Christmas? It must have brought tears to their eyes. When the Germans finished, the British responded with their best rendition of the first Noel. And on through the night, the two sides sang to each other. In other places along the front lines, shouts of invitation were heard in the dark and cautiously men stepped out of their trenches and they met in the barbed wire strip they called No Man's Land where they shook hands and exchanged gifts of of chocolate and tobacco, whatever they had. And all through the night and all through Christmas Day, these little truces held. In one spot, a makeshift barbershop was set up giving haircuts to the enemy. In another, a soccer ball was found, and a game broke out as the men laughed and played together. Even the soldiers couldn't quite believe it was happening. Over the next few days, they went back into the trenches And resumed a war that would last four more long years and claim close to 20 million lives. But they would never forget that night. For a moment, they experienced a most astonishing glimpse. For a moment, there was peace on earth. As one German soldier wrote in his journal, thus Christmas, the celebration of love, managed to bring mortal enemies together as friends for a time. For a time. For a glimpse. Not all of these glimpses are as dramatic as the Christmas Eve truce, of course. But I suspect all of us have had them. A quiet moment sitting by the Christmas tree, perhaps, when all of our worries seem to melt away, at least for a time. Or out in the world, we catch a glimpse of children playing or seeing an old dog on a walk. And for a moment, the world seems so precious, so holy, it almost hurts. I have known glimpses in the unexpected kindness of strangers and in the company of friends who knew just what not to say when I was grieving. I have seen glimpses when blame was deserved and grace was given to me instead. Glimpses of the world that can be. Glimpses of the world I believe will be as Christ is born more and more into this world. Maybe that sounds naive. Believing in the Pax Dei must certainly sound naive to many, especially given the evidence around us that clearly this world is a lost cause. But I don't think Christians are naive I prefer to think of us as stubborn. Faith has always required a kind of stubbornness, especially standing as we do on the blood-soaked ground of this too often too violent world. It takes stubbornness to defy the orders to keep fighting, to lift our heads out of the trenches that divide us to find creative ways of turning the world's battlefield into a soccer field. It takes stubbornness to sing carols like we're doing tonight. After all, isn't a Christmas carol wherever it is sung, a kind of olive branch lifted in the night, a call to the world to put down our arms and to meet in that no man's land beyond our politics and our labels and our fear in the name of peace. Yes, the miracle isn't to sing of peace from the heavens. It's to do it here on earth. And that kind of courage, that kind of faith, that kind of stubbornness, I suspect it leaves even the angels unsure whether to stare or to bow down. May the light of Christ and the peace of God be born anew into each of our hearts again tonight. Amen.